0: Welcome once again to the CSL Hour, the Crystal Silence League Hour. I'm your host, the Reverend John St. Germain, and uh, by golly, this is episode 104, and we're going to talk about the power of the magnetic mind, the mind that can attract virtually anything to it. So stick around. We'll be right back with uh, our exciting show. Talk to you in just a little bit. Bye-bye. Isn't it great to be back? Um, This is uh, Reverend John St. Germain, and we are here, indeed, talking about various topics. Um, um, Crystals, the use of crystals, and um, the use of uh, new age, new thought, um, new technologies, uh, very old thoughts that were taken into uh, the new thought uh, techniques and uh, philosophies, and um, uh brought into a uh uh a, a wonderful philosophy now uh there there are some things I do want to point out we are a call in show we do have a call in number or a get call in if you're a guest is six five seven three eight three zero five two five and uh unlike most of the shows i think um my my show doesn't get a lot of callers and uh I seem to be a discussion show a, a lecture show a series of lessons and that's fine with me but I would like to point out that uh, I do take callers. If you have questions um, about pretty much anything, I'll try to answer it. I don't care what it is, history, physics, science, philosophy, uh, recipes, anything. I'll try to answer it. And if I can't answer it, I'll summon upon the mighty power or spirit to uh, provide me with some kind of insight upon it. You know, I also do readings too. And, uh, Yeah, you know, people call me all the time. You know, I do about 50 readings a week, and I I stay quite busy. I'm I'm going to tell you that um, I have uh, reached a point in my life where I'm very, very happy, very successful. And uh, there's one thing I'm not particularly happy about, and that is Figaro, the douchebag cat, seems to have snuck its way into my office, and that means that you'll hear sounds of great destruction if I don't get rid of him before long. So, uh, what I'm going to do right now is uh, cue up a little bit of music and put it on mute while I chase him down and throw him out. Otherwise, believe me, he'll jump on the keyboard, he'll knock the microphone over, and he'll do everything he can to make my life miserable because this is a cat who is possessed by demons. So why don't we enjoy a uh, just a little bit of uh, of uh, old old-time music, and I'll be right back in just about one minute. Hey, I'm back. I knew something was amiss. There was a congested energy in here that was really distracting to me, and I believe that I was sensing the presence of Figaro. Uh, we love him; he's a nice cat. We very affectionate and stuff, but he is possessed by Satan himself. This cat will do everything he can to disrupt anything that's going on. Uh, if you're trying to cook, he's up on the stove. If you're trying to write a book, he's on the keyboard. If I try to practice my piano, he um, uh, he's in the middle of all that. So, uh, all, all I can say is, uh, you know, cats do that. But he is a master of uh, basically destroying your life, like many cats. Gosh, this is the Crystal Silence League hour. Um, I am the Reverend John Saint Germain, bringing it to you. And I'm going to tell you that the Crystal Silence League was founded around um, um, 1917 by Mr. Claude Alexander Conlin for the purpose of distributing and projecting positive prayer and affirmations for all those in need of such. Um, and in those days before the internet, um, and basically the radio was brand new, there wasn't even a television in those days. You didn't have uh, television evangelists like you do now. It was a, a simpler and better day. Uh, uh, people would mail those prayers in on postcards and letters, and Mr. Conlin had ads in magazines And um, in pamphlets, and people would fill out uh, prayers and questions that they wished answered and uh, mail them in. And uh, if they um, bought books and products from the C. Alexander Publishing Company, which Mr. Conlon owned, they would get a year's membership in the Crystal Silence League and a copy of the codes and uh, techniques book that we also have today for you um, in the Crystal Silence League. We actually have a a number of publications. We have um, personal codes um, for members of the uh, the, uh, Crystal Silence League. We have a book on crystal gazing uh, written by Mr. Conlon, and then we have, uh, of course, Crystal Magic, which was written by uh, yours truly, John St. Germain. All these you can get from Crystal Silence League. We also sell balls and crystals and all kinds of things. And when you buy these things, you do get a year of membership in Crystal Silence. And people say, how do I join? Well, you just buy something from us and you get a membership. You don't have to pay for membership. You buy a crystal, you buy a crystal ball, you buy a book, and you get a membership. And, of course, you find us at www.crystalsilenceleague.org. And you'll also notice if you go there, uh, prayer is free. You can always post prayers, and we have lots and lots and lots of prayers. I was uh, – Um reminded of this because uh, I posted a prayer for my cat Oreo um she was sick last week and um I was uh, concerned about her because she uh had a condition that could have been cancer but it wasn't she just had an uh, infection and I took her in and I posted a prayer for her uh uh recovery or if it was cancer for a uh, a peaceful passing and I went back to remove the prayer today because it turned out it wasn't cancer it was an infection and she's recovering from it and there were, from last week to this week, 200 prayers. I usually think there's 100. There were 200 prayers. And um, I usually print out uh, some of those every day, like 10 or so a day. But I, we had over 200 prayers from the 6th, June 6th, which is when I posted it, to today, the 13th. So... That is right, right at, yeah, seven days, six and seven is 13. My, my teachers be proud over 200 prayers posted in a week. And this is the type of ministry that we have in the crystal silence league. And I can only imagine in Mr. Collins day, it was very similar. Um, there are pictures of a team of personal assistants at the C. Alexander publishing company, opening letters of people who have sent in prayers and, um, for passing on to Mr. Conlon and for answer, and answering, he would give a few lines of encouragement to people who needed it. So these prayers are sent out via a crystal ball, and we teach you how to do that on the show and otherwise. So uh, what I'd like to talk to you now is about our crystal of the week, which is pneumite. Uh, and pneumite uh, helps reduce tension and stress. It can help you sleep if you have trouble at night falling to sleep. There are exercises I like to uh, teach people. About going to sleep, and uh, if you have trouble relaxing at night, I always say um, take a deep breath, sit by your bed, take a deep breath, smile, let that breath out, relax your smile. Take a deep breath, smile, let that breath out, relax your smile, and do this 10 times. And you will um, find that this will uh, utterly produce positive endorphins, uh, release negative tensions and energies, and let you out. And if you do this, While holding a a sphere of Neumite and push all your negative energy into that Neumite, you'll find it'll take it and lay it around. Now, I'll tell you that if you're doing um, introspection about why you're the way you are, Neumite can really help you. It can help you go very deep into your uh, soul searching. And not only that, but when you find these things, and introspection is a dangerous journey, you sometimes dig up well you you will you'll come up with stuff you don't like. Numite helps you let go of it, shut the door on it and uh if you If you're like me though, you don't really like to shut the door on your past, you like to put it in perspective if you say, well, you know this is the type of schmuck I was <laughs> you know when I was eighteen uh you see you see that as a necessary part of your Journey uh, of your develop of your evolution. I don't like journey of your. I hate that it's new agey, but of your uh, evolution and uh, uh, your neuromite. You know, whatever shame or guilt or regret or remorse that comes up, uh, you just put it push it into the neuromite, and it lets you go. Uh, but it, it uh, resonates with your base chakra, your root chakra, so it can help you root, help you ground, give you a grounding, and. Nothing can really uproot you or, or uh, unground you like shame and guilt and uh, uncertainty and anxiety and um, uh, you know knock you off balance. And numite can help you get back on balance. But so that's our uh, that's our uh, little friend of the week, Numite. All right, so if you go to our prayer page on www.crystalsilenceleague.org, you'll see lots and lots and lots of prayers. And if you click a little button, people pray for you. You get an email that says, you have been prayed for. And, uh, man, it's been a long time since I put a prayer up, and I did. I got, man, oh, my gosh, I got lots and lots of prayers, and thank you for praying for my little cat. And uh, she's better. She's eating like a horse and going to the bathroom in her litter box, keeping me busy, keeping it clean. And she's she's uh, going to the litter box like it's her job, so. That's basically how you tell a cat's health. health. Are they eating? And are they going to the litter box? So she's doing both, and uh, she's doing quite well. That's a 13-year-old cat, too. You know, she's been around a while. She's an old lady. So let's read a few prayers here, and we'll uh, start. I don't do the prayer people's name. I have your names in your pictures right here in front of me, and a handsome lot you are, too, a good-looking lot. And may you all be blessed. I'm going to read it by prayer ID, and you can certainly... Pray along with me, and if you have your crystal balls, as I do, I have a desk full of them here. Um, and you see pictures of my chapel. You see lots and lots, I mean, dozens and dozens of crystal balls in my chapel. I figure if anybody ever broke into my chapel, they would be dazzled by the reflected light from my crystal balls, and they'd burst into flame, so I'm not worried about it. Not to mention the human and animal skulls in there. they would They would be freaked out. Plus the expensive alarm and video system I have installed. So, hey. I, you know, spirits protect you, but the police protect you, too. So there you go. Uh, not to mention, not to mention, uh, Mr. Smith and Wesson. Uh, prayer ID number 62200, who says, I desperately need money. My cousin owed me a few hundred dollars. She didn't pay. Also, my income has gone down significantly. I work on commission. I have overdue light and water bills. Both have sent me disconnection notices. Please pray that God will provide a financial miracle. God bless everyone here. Amen. And prayer ID six two one nine nine. I ask for prayers for Jay and I to reconnect. We were engaged, but life sometimes gets overwhelming. We found our way back to each other, but he seems hesitant. He's hot and cold. He tells me he needs me and misses me only to do 180 and ignore me. It's hurting me deeply that he's being this way. He's never acted like this before. Please, he's never acted like this before. Remove all obstacles in our way. Pray he comes to see me, treats me lovingly and with respect. Remove my anxiety. Thank you. And prayer ID number 62198, that M realizes the bad intentions of A, how he is manipulating him with money, that M is at times putting A ahead of our relationship for this reason, and how painful it was for him that his own family put money before his feelings in their relationship. Amen. Prayer ID 62197. Who prays, please God pray that my car starts. Amen. I pray every morning my car starts is 20 years old. Prayer ID number 62196. Please pray with me for a miracle that my boyfriend will be healed and won't have to go for back surgery. Surgery is a huge risk as his disc is pressing against his spinal cord. It can result in paralysis. Please pray for a miracle that he will be healed and make a full recovery, and his health will be better than ever. Please pray for protection. Thank you so much. Amen. ID 62195, please pray that I will have success in my business. They say the sky is the limit. I want to succeed so that I can provide for my daughter. Amen. ID he 62194, hear my cry. I don't know what is plaguing me, but nothing has gone right in a year and a half. Everything has gone wrong that could. Please remove whatever toxicity follows me. I usually compel Quite naturally, but everything is broken. All my relationships, car, cell phone, please protect me from evil and remove whatever plagues me. In God's name, amen. Prayer ID 62193. I pray for healing for my mom. Amen. Prayer ID 62190. I pray that M is always filled with strong feelings of love, desire, and sexual passion for B and has a burning desire to marry him. I pray that M and B always feel fulfilled, happy, and loved unconditionally by each other. I pray that Mitch always shows B and tells B how much he loves him and appreciates him. I pray that every day their love and passion for each other grows tenfold, strengthen their bond tenfold now. Amen. What a handsome couple. Prayer ID 62189. I just completed my first year teaching and will not be receiving a check for two months. This is very upsetting to me since I did the paperwork to continue getting paid all year long. But something happened with payroll. Now I have two months. I will not receive any income and have a 12-year-old son and an elderly mother to support. If you could please pray for my financial status, I would appreciate it. Amen. You need to do a pay-me-now work with a root worker. I've seen that work. Miracles. Prayer ID 62188. Please help me manage my money better. Amen. Amen, sister. Amen. Prayer ID 62187. I pray that my boyfriend's affection increases and he shows more affection to me and his desire for me increases and he misses me. Amen. Get that man straight. Prayer ID 62186. Please pray that Leslie, Ooh, L is transferred to our sister location and that PJ stays in the main office. It will make our work environment easier and more peaceful if this happens. Thank you. There, there is some drama at work there. And one last one. Prayer ID 62183. Please, dear God, show mercy on me, for I have sinned. I should have been honest about my position truth shall always set you free, but I was blinded by fear. The fear of loss scared me, and now, Lord, he is gone. Aid me in light and love to his hurt, with the encouragement of us together. More than half our lives spent as friends, lovers and partners in one form or another. I need prayers to help aid in his forgiveness and speedy return. Thank you, God. Amen. And now, let us have A moment of quiet meditation and prayer for all those in need of affirmation and comfort and healing. Amen, good friends. Amen. So we've been talking about this magnificent power, this energy, this creative force that that brought everything into being. You and me, flowers, birds, bacteria, everything. Everything arose from creative power. And this creative power, the laws that govern this creative power, has been defined by religions, by science, by art, by literature, by philosophy. All of man's endeavors to understand this universe is inspired by this unfathomable power, but we don't have to understand it to use it. Like we don't have to understand electricity to uh, turn a light on, we don't have to understand radio to listen to uh, the radio in our car, we don't have to understand these things. And uh, radio is actually a very appropriate topic because if you imagine the waves the ether filled with signals going everywhere the, the invisible air is filled with broadcast signals television signals radio signals cell phone signals millions of communications going back and forth back and forth back and forth imagine another type of communication thoughts every thought that's ever been thought every thought that's ever been generated and every thought that ever will be generated out there, bouncing around forever and ever. Now, at this point in our journey into this spiritual realm, we've uh, looked at a little bit about where the power comes from and where it can take us uh, and how it acts in the human life. What I want to talk about now is how it can act in the lives of others. And uh, there's no doubt that there's a magnetic attraction to this that we can attract or repel based on our thoughts. You can attract to you. We always talk about the power of attra- the law of attraction. That there's a law of re- repelling as well, a law of repulsion. You can you can push away success. You can push away prosperity. You can push away people. There's positive and a negative pole to magnetic personality to personal magnetism and. Uh, you know you can exist anywhere between those two poles, and what I want to uh emphasize or teach is how to get closer and closer to that positive pole. The closer you are to that positive pole, the more uh, prosperity, love, success, and health you will draw to yourself obstacles become swept away in the face of this force. It's like you build a sandcastle on the beach, and that's an obstacle. And then the tide comes in, and goodbye, sandcastle. That's how your obstacles will be swept away by this infinite power. Do you really think the power that brought the universe into existence is going to worry that you have debt? Are you going to worry that there's uh, any kind of obstacle in your way, that uh, you're having trouble getting a job, or you're having trouble uh, meeting the right person? Do you think that the creative power that brought everything into existence is going to be stumped by that you and i might be but we're not alone with this uh, i've often told people um, that i have spiritual resources that most people don't and i'm not bragging when i say this you know people have asked me these things well, how well how do you how did you manage during that how are you managing now how doctors have asked me this well how are you getting by with this and how are you dealing with this and how did you do this look at my medical history and say, how did you recover from this? And I'll say, well, I have spiritual resources that a lot of people aren't even aware of. And sometimes doctors will look at me like I'm crazy, but um, sometimes they don't. Doctor, a lot of doctors are pretty hit to the power that the mind can manifest. And many people who know a little bit about my life story say, well, how did you come back from that? How did you bounce back from that uh, setback or that defeat? And I said, well, I have spiritual resources that a lot of people don't have. They said, well, you know, you know, people tell me, you know, I'm 60. They said, well, you don't look 60. You don't sound 60. Well, I have spiritual resources that a lot of people don't know about, but I'm telling you about it. And I didn't invent these things. I didn't discuss it. I didn't um, um, discover these things. They, they were taught to me, just like I'm trying to teach them to you. Um, these were all shown to me and often uh, – dragging I was drug, uh, dragged into it, kicking and screaming. I didn't want to accept that, um, things could be this easy. I made things very hard for a long time. I thought you had to sweat and, uh, uh struggle. And, you know, there was a romanticism to struggle that I felt. And I see this a lot. Uh, when I went back to school in my fifties, uh, to IU, I studied art and a lot of my my, student, my fellow students were young romantics, bohemians, artists, and they were like, well, I don't care that much about money. You know, I want to just uh, live with my art. And I thought, well, you know, when you're 20, you might not. When you're in your mid-50s, money becomes quite a concern. You start thinking about what's it going to be like to be old and in bad health and um, uh, unable to work and you don't have any money. So you begin, you begin to really think about money as you get older, maybe when you're young and you know, you're hale and hearty, and you think, well, I can always go out you know, and work really hard. Well, as you get older, you start thinking, money is fairly important. So now I, I'd like it if you to get a few things straight. Um, let's not confuse this spiritual power, this God law this creative law with uh, power will. It's not got anything to do with willpower you, because I'm going to tell you, if you try to tough a lot of things, if you try to tough a lot of things out, it's going to break you. You'll break yourself. We simply as human beings don't have that much strength. Um, and you can't confuse it with any other uh, known power um, because there's nothing in physical existence that comes anywhere near the power of the God law. And uh, there's, you also can't confuse this with uh, any god or goddess, because there's no personality. We're talking about spirit. Spirit does not have personality, and spirit cannot have personality. Now, there are people who will disagree with that, and that's fine, you can. But personality is a construction of the material. That's a construction of our material selves. Without material, you don't really have personality. A person is a body and a mind and senses and feelings and the things that arise from material um, means. We're talking about the spiritual force that brought things into existence, and man insists on bringing um, personalities and uh, attributing human attributes to this, uh, amazing force. And this is where science and religion parts company. Science says the, uh, laws of science are impersonal. Religion goes, Oh no, no, it's a personal God. So that's, that's really where science and religion, um, part. Now they do part in details. You know, uh, some, uh, very fundamental religious people think the earth is 3000 years old or 6000 years old. And, uh, we know it's really much, much older than that. And, uh, they they feel that dinosaurs were around at the same time as men, if they admit dinosaurs at all, and they think that um, a spirit impregnated a, a woman with an immaculate conception, you know things like this. The science of that that just can't happen. Um, but I'm going to tell you that I've talked to a lot of um, uh, men of the cloth, uh, preachers, who have confided in me that they don't really believe and uh, the immaculate connect, the immaculate conception uh of jesus christ and they don't believe in the trinity and they don't believe me that uh, this doubt necessarily condemns them to hell um i've known priests catholic priests who've told me this that they don't believe in the divinity they don't believe in the divinity of jesus christ uh, and i'm going to tell you that um i i tend to agree with them um They can't come out and say it in the congregation because they'd be out of a job. They'd be fired. Uh, They don't believe in the blood atonement, you know, that uh, Jesus was sacrificed for the sins of humanity. They don't believe it. They teach it, but they don't believe it. Um, Because if they taught it, they would lose their job. And I know many defrocked priests who came to a realization that this just not make sense, and, and thunder and lightning just happened outside, so isn't that funny? Uh, about, if I get struck by lightning on the air here, then you'll know everything I've told you is wrong, and you should you should grab your Bible and flock to church. Uh, but it won't. It won't. Um, um, but, you know, um, uh, the story of the flood, uh, the story of the fall of men from grace is found in many stories that predate
1: uh,
0: uh, the story of Jesus these are archetypal stories that um, that are meant to teach a lesson. That if you if you separate yourself from the God law, the, the God will separate ourselves from the creative force. Bad things happen. So many of the people I've talked to said, well, "What is it you do? What is it you do? What is it that you're teaching?" and I simply teach that there is uh, a a, a very simple creative force behind everything, and that creative force wants us to be part of it, and um, when we are not part of it, we're not going to flourish. Now, I do like any kind of spiritual power that comes out of the spiritual God realm, Oh, listen to the thunder. Uh, The founder of movements quite often do know God. It's just the people that come after them do not know God. They they read the teachings or they hear the teachings and they project their own faults onto their image of God. I have nothing wrong, no problem with uh, the founders of most religions. It's just the people that come after them know nothing of God. They don't have the mind or the spirit or the intellectual grasp of the creative force behind things. And I really think that to have that grasp, you have to be well-versed in how things actually work. You can't, you can't be ignorant. You have to study nature. And then you'll know something of the dynamic, invisible spiritual power that arises from the spiritual God realm. You'll know the power, you'll use the power, and you'll live very close to it. And I'm going to tell you that many people, like Meister Eckhart, who definitely knew God, are often uh, called heretics and in danger. Uh, Meister Eckhart was threatened by the Inquisition many times simply for teaching that God had a sense of humor. And now, I want to tell you that um, many people who knew God were called heretics, kicked out of their religions, defrocked, uh, put to death, etc. Um, I don't think they really cared because they they knew God, and they knew that they were saying the right thing. Now, uh, the, the church teaches uh, their own God, which is it was basically Yahweh or Jehovah— uh, uh I, there's no there's no attraction to me to uh someone who behaved like Jehovah did from the Old Testament no no attraction to me whatsoever and uh, I do like Jesus not because Jesus was any kind of divine being but because I believe Jesus the historical Jesus not the mythological Jesus did live in the spiritual realm and understood the god law and the more uh find and read about the historical Jesus, the more I'm convinced that Jesus did know and understand and teach and implement this God law. Uh, Now, do you understand how and do you know how to keep so very, very quiet and still in your mind that you can sense this and see how Nothing in your life happens without a reason, that there's a cause and there's an effect. There's a chain of events. That fate has nothing to do with it. Satan has nothing to do with it. Um, the sin, original sin, sin has nothing to do with it. Um, and I'm, I'm going to tell you that there are people that talk about the power of this and the power of that. There's no power in this universe other than the living God law. It manifests itself through everything. And there are people who manifest it. But that church that church that's telling you they have the lock on God, no. No. Uh, now, I'm going to tell you that if you understand this law, there's no power in existence that can raise its hand against it. Uh, and if you understand this, there's nothing out there that's uh, in opposition to you. But I'm going to tell you that without... Without the power of God, without the power of the God law, we are utterly helpless, we're utterly useless, and we're at the mercy of uh, invisible forces that we just don't understand. Now, sometimes we use the, the power of God unknowingly, you know, we accidentally use it, and we think, man, I'm having a good run of luck, things are going my way. We, we're using it unknowingly. We're tapping into it. We're having a uh, peak experience. Uh, Studs Terkel called these peak experiences. But man, isn't it better to use it with focus? Use it intelligently with knowledge and with control? And to recognize where it's coming from? Um, recognize thoughts are real things. Thoughts are as real as the shoes you're wearing. you got to know that. Know that This intelligence and creative power, great enough to create everything around us, must be uh, great enough to, more than great enough to satisfy the little things we want, right? Of our individual life, money, love, etc. You might you might crave twenty billion dollars. Don't you think that the power that created the entire universe would satisfy that? Uh, That. You know, the wealth, you know, Donald Trump's worth billions, $10 billion. That's nothing compared to the power of the universe. Uh, That's nothing. Uh, If you could pile all the gold in the world in one spot. And by the way, all the gold in the world, I think, fills two Olympic swimming pools. That's what I heard. Um, That's nothing. I mean, the entire planet, Earth, is nothing compared to the universe. So um, just imagine that. I don't don't believe it. I don't believe it. Um, uh, Anything that that you can think of that you want can be brought into existence with just the tiniest sliver of this power. So everything comes from this God law. It's responsible for everything. Now, without it, we wouldn't be here. Without it, nothing would be here. Now, I'm going to tell you, many people have started their life without anything, without a nickel without shoes on their feet and they rose to the very top of their field their profession these these law these uh, masters of the law the stories are legion you hear it all the time motivational speakers love to love to talk about it and they love to take credit for this yeah they use the body law of attraction they didn't use use the law of attraction they used the god law because i'm going to tell you about the law of attraction here in just a little bit um now uh, if you read the old, like Napoleon Hill and these old books, they they tapped into a lot of this, and they like to talk about uh, Dale Carnegie, uh, when how when he was a lad he didn't have any dime to his name, and then he he vowed though I'll be the wealthiest man in the world, and when he and he was, uh, now if you ask him said so are you uh, are you uh, using the spiritual god law you go no I no but now he wasn't conscious of it, uh, but see without. The God, Without the power of God-law, he, he wouldn't be able to walk or talk or breathe or even live. So, you see, he, everything he did accomplish was through the God-law unconsciously. So, you see, but now on the other hand, if you don't connect with this God-law, and you go to the negative pole of the magnetic field, and you fail... And you're unhappy, and you live in poverty. Uh, the universe won't shed a single tear for you. You can either accept or refuse this power. And if you refuse it, the only person that will suffer is you, and maybe the people that care about you. The universe won't care. I don't. I don't care what many of the new age people tell you. The universe doesn't have a place for you. That if you don't fit into it, the universe is going to crumble into dust. Um, If you don't achieve the greatness that that you have the potential to achieve, the universe doesn't care. It won't shed a single tear. It'll go on. Someone else will do it. If there's work to be done, someone else will do it. If there's a spot to fill, someone else will fill it. You or I, we don't matter and as soon as you realize that there's a great freedom believe me there's a great freedom i realized there's no destiny for me there's no fate for me man that's great i can create my own destiny i can create i can do whatever i want to do i can create my own fate i'll i'll draw it in whatever i want to do and man i was free i re- i don't know anybody anything i thought i owed people stuff i said that debt's paid that paid in full i've stamped that debt paid i don't owe any of you motherfuckers anything and that's the first time i've ever said this word On the air. Some of the air people, uh, some of the LMC people, man, they use the F word like it's a comma. And I hardly ever use it. But I'm going to tell you, that's what I said that day. I don't owe any of you motherfuckers anything. I don't owe you any of my time, energy, attention, money, nothing. And that set me free. And then I started working for myself. And I'm going to tell you, when I started working for myself, I did more good in the world for other people than I did when I was trying to pay off a debt. Because... When you're doing good for yourself, I don't mean in a narcissistic way, I don't mean satisfying your, uh, your base desires, but when you're doing the work you're good at, the work you're meant to do, I know that sounds contradictory, but there, there is work you're meant to do. There's stuff you're good at. To benefit yourself, you have to benefit others. Money, for your own benefit, must benefit others as well. Happy dollars, happy money. And I'm going to tell you, if you do this, you will be so happy. And you will ha- you will help others, and uh, I'm going to tell you that the way the world looks is that is that the street is paved with gold. I've been down to pick up that piece of gold, and rather than somebody else bending down to pick up another piece of gold, they tried to hit me in the head to steal it, right? Uh, and that's not the way the world should be. There's plenty of gold out there. You just have to bend down and pick it up, and that's not the way it should be. And uh, so. Um, Uh, You know, if you go to the zoo and you watch the monkeys fight, big monkey picks on little monkey and steals his banana. Then a bigger monkey gets on the big monkey and steals his banana. We're not monkeys. We're not monkeys. Uh, We're not monkeys. So here's all I ask you to do. If somebody is telling you they know the will of God, I want you to test it. Like they say in the old days, you have to test the truth. Like you, like you would test a gold coin and the way they used to test a gold coin someone would give them a gold coin they'd spin it on the table to see if it sounds right they would bite it to see if it was gold or lead they, they would taste it, they would smell it they tested it to make sure it was gold and believe me, the truth about the cosmic realm of the living God is worth more than gold truth, truth in anything is worth more than gold test it, put it to the test and see if it works. You don't have to believe a word I'm telling you. Put it to the test. Now, this is what I tell people. If you're uh, if you're hiring a spell worker, and you say, yeah, I want, I want love in my life, look at their life. Do they have love in their life, or are they angry, miserable, loner? You want prosperity in your life? Say, yeah, I want prosperity. Can you help me with that? Are they living in their parents' basement? Are they deep in debt? Can they not pay their bills? Are they driving... Uh, uh, if they're driving nothing, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, are they prosperous? Uh, uh, they gotta be honest. You know, they say, well, I, I can bring you anything, anything you want. I can bring you anything you want in your life. Are they bringing in the things in their life? Test it, test it, you know, test it. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't believe everything. I'm told I'm, I'm not a skeptic, but I'm, I'm pragmatic. Um, uh, uh I'm going to tell you, I've seen marriages broken up over differences in opinion about religion. They let they let this, this guy who knows nothing get between them, get between husband and wife, guys who know nothing stand, stand in front of a whole bunch of people, flaunting their ego, saying, I know the will of God, I know the will of God. And they let them get, rather than test it themselves, rather than finding God themselves, they follow some charismatic individual and it destroys their marriage. And here are people who, um, they lose their job. There are people who, um, lose their home. And they say, Oh, do you hear the thunder? And they say that, can these things help me? And I'm going to say, well, the great God law can't help you but you can sure help yourself with it. In the fall in the preceding exercises we have seen how to contact God. We've seen how to wait until the promises are fulfilled. When you see the spirit of God in your own life, now would you actually tell me if you've seen the results? Now, how, because how do these thoughts of the universe, the creation, the God law, how are these thoughts made known to you? Um, well, the God law communicates with you in the same way you communicate with it. So whatever channel that you make your request, that will come back to you. The channel of your thoughts is the God-ordained channel. This is why we have thoughts. Why else would we have thoughts? I invite you to go look at the bicameral theory. Uh, this is a theory that before liter- preliterate man, before man wrote down stories, man thought that voice in his head was God. And how do we know it's not? There's a channel, and it's called thought, and this thought is vital. And through this thought, this is the channel whereby we communicate with God. And but you've got to be still. Idle chatter in your head is like idle idle chatter in reality. It doesn't do anything. This power must be focused. So you will hear the still small voice of God answering you. And um I want to tell you that I know a lot of people. uh and I've sat and listened I, I can't anymore. I just I can't, but I've sat and heard people talk a lot about God and they have a lot of book learning about God and they will quote me chapter and verse about God. But I, I, I can't. I say so tell me what you know about God and they'll tell me what they've read about God, but tell me what you know about God. Personally, and occasionally they can. Occasionally, someone will tell me what God has done for them and how they have communicated with God. But more often than not, it's vicarious. It's what they've read about. And they'll say, well, just you know, God raised the dead. Jesus raised the dead. Jesus walked on water. I said, Well, have you raised the dead? Have you walked on water? And uh, you know, what 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 has happened in your life? What have you manifested? a lot of times they cannot. And as I have said again and again, if you cannot benefit from the living God, what good is it? And I'm not, I'm not defying God by saying this. I'm just saying, what good is it? And I'm saying it's a lot of good. It is a lot of good. Um, if you once you understand, it's a lot of. Let's go to the station identification, and we'll come back, and I'll tell you a few more things.
1: The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hooter Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Contraman Ollie, Sundays three to four thirty; Candela's Corner with Candela Canvisa, Michael Carell, and Lady A, Mondays five to seven. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays 5 to 6. In the Streets with Beverly Smith, Tuesdays 6 to 7. On Sacred Ground with Pierre Mond and Paige You, Wednesdays 3 to 4.30. Fit and Foxy with Madame Nadia and Jaye Danya, Wednesdays 6 to 7. The Now You Know Show with Professor Charles Porterfield, Thursdays 6 to 7.30. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LaFay, Fridays, six to seven, and Liquid Libations with Andrea Weston, Saturdays, five to seven. All times specific Add three hours for Eastern. Sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com.
0: And we are indeed back, and our number, if you want to call in and comment on anything we've said or ask questions, is 657-383-0525. And you press the little one button, and a little hand comes up, and I will certainly call upon you. And you may comment or ask or talk or do whatever you like to do, because we love to hear from you. I sure do. I love to hear from you. And uh, we get callers occasionally, and that's kind of nice. So let's talk about something very useful to you. Uh, uh, mind power. We're talking about magnetic influence and how, uh, for instance, you uh, – domination. Domination. You go to a job interview, and you're making eye contact with a fellow, and you're saying in your mind, hire me. You will hire me. I am the person for this job. I am just the person for this job. Hire me. You will hire me. Or – you meet someone, and you know that they're trying to um, – it's a situation where they're trying to dominate you in your mind. You think, I'm stronger than you. I have more power than you. I am the stronger person here. I am the – and you make eye contact with them. And you send out mental waves, mental vibrations um, toward this person. And uh, if you get good at this, it will certainly work. They say that Mr. Conlon uh, could compel people to do things, and they didn't know why they did it they would, uh, uh, do, um uh, tasks for him. He, you know, he, he would ask people to do things for him and they didn't have the time to do it, but they, they said, I don't know why I did this for him. I, but I didn't have time, but I did it. And, uh, uh, when he uh, mar- married one of his wives, uh, the parents were opposed to it. And he said, well, let me talk to them. And he just went in and with, uh, and she said with the power of his hypnotic gaze, soon the parents were, uh, on his side and agreeing to the marriage. And she was utterly amazed by it that they, they went in a minute from being hostile toward the marriage because he was in show business at the time. Um, and they were from an upper class family to uh, thinking he was the greatest guy in the world. And he did this with mental um, power. So um, uh, induced mental states, mental uh, induction are uh, very similar in quality or flavor to the original mind. In other words, if my thought enters your mind, it's going to be like my thought. And I'm going to tell you a story. And I've told people this story, and skeptics dismiss it. But uh, one of the very first true incidences that happened to me, uh, I used to ride the bus a lot, um, uh, quite a bit actually, rather than drive. Uh, the people watching is epic, and I'll tell you that I was uh, I can I can receive and I can send. And uh, I was just daydreaming, looking out the window, and an utterly alien thought entered my mind. And that thought was, if he doesn't balance this ledger, and if he does this again, I'm going to fire that son of a bitch. Dave, how can you do this? And this was not my voice. It wasn't my thought. And does this make sense to you? Because you have a voice in your head. And it's your voice, and it's your thought, and you recognize it. This was as if someone else was using my brain. And I was startled, and I looked up, and I I saw who did it. There was a guy who was a businessman, looked like an accountant uh, in every sense of the word. He had a briefcase open on his lap, and he was frustrated and looking at these um, um, uh, papers and trying to make sense of them. And obviously, the power of his projected thought was so great. That it overrode my own state of mind, and I picked up on this. Now I've tried to explain this to people sometimes, and some people get it, but I've had people say, "Oh, well, that was a random firing of neurons." You know, sometimes like I'll be studying, and then I'll just suddenly think uh, about a song or something. And I said, "Yes," but when you think that, it's in your your voice, isn't it? It's in. I mean, you recognize it as your thought. It's from your state of mind, and I said, "But when he was thinking, at me, there were things I didn't even know." There were things in my mind I didn't even know, like accounting stuff. And for a moment, I was not in my own mind. There was someone else's mind, my, and they don't get it. They said, well, that's neurons. You know, you imagined it. And I said, well, actually, I went back and I looked up something. There was uh, um, uh, there was some kind of uh, uh, balance formula that um, this guy had messed up, and I went back and looked it up, and sure enough, that formula existed. Well, you you must have read it. No, I didn't. For a moment, this guy's projected thought was in my mind, and I understood exactly how the mental domination thing worked, and once I saw how it worked, I realized I could do it, and I began, and this was a long time ago. This was maybe Fifteen years ago, this happened. I remember trying to explain it to a bunch of Buddhists, and Buddhists believe this sort of thing works you know they they're called sithis that you can read minds and do things, but i've never seen a bigger bunch of skeptics um than online Buddhists you you know you'll tell them you saw a monk do something amazing, and it's in the literature they go, wow, you must be mistaken I, okay fine you know i I've met two monks that I felt were enlightened, and they they argue with me, but you know so what um, so I want to tell you that um I want to tell you that uh, most of us we our mental focus and our mental powers are dissipated. They, they go in all directions and they're they're dissipated. but if um, if a receiving mind is setting up a lack of focus or a resistance, um, it can it can neutralize or repel dominant thoughts. but if the receiving mind is uh, in a receptive state. Uh, more or less in accord with the vibration of the dominant mind, it can be uh, molded uh, and dominated. So, um, how does it work? I can't tell you. You know, I don't. You know, how radio works? How can you have different radio waves uh, in the air? And they say, well, it's wavelength. Well, that doesn't tell me a damn thing. You know, but cell phone. You know, how does that signal know to get to my phone? You know. Uh, but it's the same sort of thing. There's uh, in the ether, you know, the, uh, the atmosphere, the ether, the charged uh, space. Um, it's constantly filled with these thoughts, and these thoughts can be piggybacked to other thoughts. And some of the thoughts will neutralize each other, and some will uh, amplify each other. So if, the, if uh, my thought and your thought are of equal strength, uh, they're both going to lose power. If, uh, if one is much stronger than the other, it will lose some power, but the weaker person will otherwise. So, that you know, we call this a battle of wills, don't we? Um, now, that I'm going to tell you that this is why some places like towns, houses, etc., have their own atmosphere because it's a combining of all kinds of vibrations of mental thought that have amplified neutralized reinforced uh, it's 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 the inductive mental field of that town or that place that house uh etc so every every place has that you know you can you cross into that town you go oh there's a certain feel here and we're going to go more into this um so um so but if it's true that these thoughts vary. Why are we not affected more than we are? Well, actually, we might be. Um, um, it's, it's very subtle, for one thing, because there's so much of it, and um, nature gives us a safeguard about it. Um, you know, imagine, you know, you're going to the mall, and it's surrounded by noise. You're not affected by everything you hear. You know, individual conversations kind of blend into a, uh, a focus, but if you focus you can actually pick out a specific conversation of someone who's talking to you, right? So we have a um, a way to filter this out. We're just used to it, but I'm going to tell you, you can focus, and we'll talk about that next week.